When I have the opportunity to do baptisms over at Crane Road or here, there's a story that I'll often tell, and it's a story about an eagle and a, and a chicken coop. I know I've shared it with the grade schoolers at least. I might even have used it at a Sunday homily once before, but I'm running out of homilies. That's why they're moving me. So if you've heard this story, like, just deal with it. If you're not, it's for you then, right? So there's a big eagle's nest. If you've ever been down by Mooseheart, everyone's filming this big eagle's nest down there. It's been there for a couple years, but it's active right now. So it's just this massive thing, right? And there's a couple of eggs in there. One day, there's a big breeze, and it blows this, this big eagle's egg out of the nest. And it falls down and, and perfectly lands to transfer the energy, and it rolls down the hill, and it rolls right into a chicken coop. And, you know, the egg is obviously a lot bigger, but there's an eagle egg amidst all the chicken eggs. So comes time to hatch, and this eagle looks up, and all it sees around it is chickens. It sees animals, you know, pecking the ground like chickens, walking like chickens, squawking like chickens. So it starts to, to live its life as a chicken, and just keeps on going, and a couple years later, it's continuing on, and... This eagle, though it's an eagle, walks like a chicken, sounds like a chicken, pecks the ground like a chicken. And one day, there's this eagle flying over the chicken coop, looking down, maybe looking for a meal or something. And, you know, it sees, sees this eagle walking like a chicken and squawking like a chicken and pecking the ground like a chicken. So it, it goes down. And he's like, dude, what are you, what are you doing? He's like, just living my, just living my chicken life. It's like, you're not a chicken. Like, what are you talking about? It's like, no, I'm a chicken. I said, look at your beak. It was made for, for eating flesh. Look at your talons. They were made for grabbing fish out of the water. Look at your wings. You were made to soar up in the sky. You're not a chicken. So the eagle kind of started to look at itself for the first time and realized, what was it doing? It wasn't living its life, but it had no idea because it just lived in the chicken coop. So therefore, it lived its life as a chicken. Obviously, it's a childish story, but I think it really portrays what it can be like for us living in the world. That we've been given the gift of the Holy Spirit in our baptism. It's been stirred up in our confirmation, but we've lived in a world that has no idea what it means to be living as the dignity of a son and daughter of God what it means to live with the Holy Spirit. So we can hear these stories like the first reading where the apostles are preaching in tongues. People are hearing in different languages. And there can be these great things that we read in Scripture and it just doesn't even resonate with us. We don't realize that that same power, that same third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, is within us. And that it's really just been living dormant in most of our lives. That can be a combination of different things. It's a combination of indifference. It's a combination of the secular world that we live in. It's a combination of our own lukewarmness, our sloth. But brothers and sisters, it's time no more to live as a chicken. We're called to live as a saint, to soar. Not to put others down, but to lift others up. Many of us 
We go about our lives and we just get into this routine and after all that's going on the last few years, life kind of still feels the same. And we're just putting in our time clock of life. That's not the adventure that we were created for. There's no plateau in the spiritual life. Many of us are just like, all right, God and I, you know, we're, we've got it figured out. I'm just going to keep on keeping on. No. We're called to continually allow our hearts to change and to evolve and putting on Christ and growing into the saints that he created us to be. And if we're not doing that, if we're not constantly challenging what it means for us to be a Christian, what it means for us to be a member of God's family in the world, then we fall into that slothfulness. We fall into that complacency, that indifference, that lukewarmness. That's a huge problem. But thankfully, we have Pentecost. This over outpouring gift of the Holy Spirit that's given to us. And we celebrate the birth of the church. We celebrate what we have been given to us in our baptism, what we've been given to us stirred up in our, in our confirmation. And every sacrament, every time we go to confession, it's a little Pentecost. And it's stirred up into our hearts, that spirit anew, to put away the things of the world, the things not of God, and to put on Christ. You know, I've coming to an end of my time here, I've got like one week really left in the parish. And I remember last week, you know, I was greeting before the four and Monsignor, you know, and I are out front and there's people coming up and they're like, oh, Father, we're going to miss you. And I was like, I wish I could say the same, but I got to go. <laughs> I don't care. I got like a week left. Like, God, has things for me to do in Holy Cross, I got to go do them. Right? And Monsignor's like, it's kind of like you're dying. You know, it's just like you're at your own wake right now. People are like... Oh, your father, you're leaving. You're so amazing. And I'm just like, I mean, I've been okay. Like, <laughs> the bar is just so low. As long as the priest is not like a jerk, they're the best thing ever. Like, <laughs> your homilies don't totally stink all the time. You're amazing. I've been okay as a priest, honestly. But the Lord is still working on my heart still a lot of pride. It's still about me. It needs to be about God more. I'm working on that. All right, yesterday I was at the ordination. It's the third ordination I've been to since, since my own. And I can look at my priesthood and, and, and thank the Lord for my vocation and who he created me to be. And I can ask for him to stir up everything that he's given me. That I can look at those mistakes I've made in my life, but also as a priest and say, this is an opportunity for me to let the Lord work in these areas. So you know what I did? I went to confession yesterday and allowed the Lord to clean my heart again, to renew that, to stir up that fire. It's so important to lean into our weaknesses, to let the Lord work in our failures. We've been conditioned to do otherwise. And I saw that afterwards, after Mass, I gave this homily at the 4.30. And they're like, Father, you're so hard on yourself. You're doing a really good job. I was like, I don't have self-esteem issues. You missed the point, right? Like, this is not about me. It's about you not listening. You're the problem, all of you. You need to get over your weaknesses and your failures. You need to let the Holy Spirit go into the messiest part of your life. 
what you're wounded in from your family and those who have hurt you and sin and say, Lord, I need help here. And that's where the Holy Spirit can set things on fire. And to burn away, that is not of God. And we can begin to live the adventure of what we were created to be. We are not chickens. We're saints created to soar. The lukewarmness needs to end, brothers and sisters. And I speak first and foremost to myself. The dignity of what it means to be a child of God. Do you realize that every day when you get out of your bed in the morning, do you get on your knees and say, thank you, Lord. Let me make this day an amazing day. Let the joy of, of being in relationship with Christ be something that effuses from me. You ever talk to somebody who's like really into like a hobby and they could just go on for days. It's like, wow, they really care about, you know, toy trains or something like that. Good for them, you know. They're pretty cool, steam engines and all that. Do you care about your faith? Do you care about learning about God? I've been in seminary for eight years, a priest for three years, and I grew up in a pretty Catholic family for the 20 years before that. I know an astonishingly small amount about the Bible and theology. Like, you learn, you turn back the first layer of the onion, there's a lot going on there. And maybe the lift of your spiritual wings have just never had that burst because you've, you've, never, you've never had the humility and the childlike wonder and, and thirst to dive in a little deeper. Because that's scary. You've got to give up control of what you think you understand your life is supposed to look like. But we have today. We have this time. And the Lord is asking you to open your heart to let the Holy Spirit change the way you live your life. It starts with confession. To make a good confession. There are so many people who come into the confessional. Father, forgive me for I've sinned. It's been three, four years. It's great. I'm so happy you're here. Welcome back. I was like a little bit impatient one time. And keep going. That's it. I've been impatient during this confession. What about the other four years? Like, come on. Do you even know the ways that you're blocking out the Lord's grace? That's what sin does. Sin blocks out your ability to receive the grace that God wants to give you. Free will, brothers and sisters. He can't force you. He can't force you. You've got to let him. You've got to give him permission. He's given us the game plan. You've got to play by the playbook. It starts with a confession that many Pentecost to open your hearts up. Because guess what? You're wounded. You're wounded and you need to be healed. And that takes time. It's not going to be one day. It's going to be months and months and years. Every single day, we're given the opportunity to say, Lord, I love you. Thank you for my vocation. Thank you for my family. Thank you for my marriage. Thank you for my children. Lord, I've messed up. I've rejected the love that you want to give me, but I know that you can overcome that. Oh, happy thought of Adam, that that original sin allowed Christ to become incarnate and come into the world and die for our sins. 
when the Lord sees evil, he overdoes it with grace in his life so that his presence can be even more abounding. That if you're open to it, if you're open to that humility, to that childlike curiosity and say, Lord, change my heart, he will begin to every single day, Lord, help me love you just a little bit more today. We can no longer allow ourselves to live that indifference and that lukewarmness that we're modeled to by the world around us. We're called to soar. We're called to be saints. We are sons and daughters of God. With the Holy Spirit, will you humbly allow him to change your life? To be the saint that God created you to be to set your heart on fire and allow that joy and enthusiasm to change the world and to bring it to Christ.